Post podcast. I am your host, Erin Pym. I am an erotic writer as well as the producer of the live stage show about sex and sexuality, Bed Post. Here at the podcast, I invite past guests and performers from the stage show to come and talk to me about sex. And this week, we have <laughs> Graham Isidore. Why did you say sex like that? I don't know. I I'm, I was reading a thing, and um, I went off book. <laughs> and then I was lost. No, it's okay. I was like, that's, that's... I was just like, we have this professional intro, and then it's like we turned into, like, Lucio Ball. Sex! Sex! Yeah, it was just like, it should be a conveyor belt of things coming out in there. That's and how the podcast starts. <laughs> the conveyor belt. Very ordered, and yeah. then it and then falls it apart, falls right apart. away. Falls apart right away. Right away. Right away. <laughs> so, Graham... Sex. Um, <laughs> sex. Right. So, Graham, um, you're a playwright. Mm-hmm. You are a music journalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and you r- produce a monthly storytelling night. Bi-monthly, yeah. Bi-monthly? Yeah. Uh, called Press Gang Storytelling. I do, yeah. Which I've attended many times. Which you've been there for... The past few. Yeah, yeah, I've known you like about a year. Something I've known like, you. Has it been that? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I feel like it's been longer. Yeah. Oh, oh you. Oh, look at Um and yeah, I love the storytelling nights. How did they begin? Um, I had done a one man show and then kind of quickly exhausted my audience for that again. Um <laughs> What like do you I, mean? Okay, so the first... I did a, a one-man show called um, Four Parts of Between, which uh, was all just, like... Basically, um, I tried to do high fidelity in, like, a storytelling form. Cool. So it was, like, relationships that had gone wrong between, like, uh, my first big breakup and then, like, my next big relationship. So, okay. um, yeah, there was... there was I don't know. I, I was, like, looking back, they seemed kind of, like, charmingly naive to me. But, like, there was a, a, a person who had... Um, who was very wonderful and then and peed on my chair in the middle of the night. Uh, what? After, well, yeah. Okay. I was like, I don't want to throw her under the bus because I was like, I stopped telling the story on stage because it's not very nice for her. Oh, uh, like, okay. But what happened was like... <laughs> Just had, briefly tell me. We don't have to say I, names. I had had this big crush on this girl who was very pretty and um, kind of was like a Seattle grunge type lady in so much as she came from Seattle and wore flannel all the time, didn't believe in a bra. Okay. And like... Um, yeah, kind of like that Bikini Kill, Kathleen Hanna thing going on, which totally, which so 100% was like, oh my gosh, this is talk all the time. <laughs> um, so, like, we'd, we'd sort of flirted, and then she came uh, and met me at a bar, and then blackout, blackout, blackout next morning, and I wake up with her, and I'm like, I don't know what happened. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. We're both not wearing clothes, but I don't know. Remember exactly. Yeah. And, like, she wakes up, and, and we're chatting pretty normally, and it's great. Um, and I'm like, oh, my, yeah, Kathleen Hanna type shit. This is amazing. This is this is great. This is, I'd like to date her. Yeah. Um, I'm being romantic about it. And then I'm living with, like, five people at that point, and there's just this, like, chorus of laughter that comes down the hall. Um, and this Kathleen Hanna type girl, like, turns very red, and she's like, I know what they're laughing about. And explains, like, in the middle of the night, she had went looking for a bathroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and didn't find it. She didn't find a bathroom. She like she went upstairs where there's no bathroom, oh, and she no. like went into a, a room that was occupied by my friend um, Adrian. So she did it in front of someone. And like it was like it must have been like a sleepwalky thing. Like yeah, I don't know what yeah, happened, yeah. but she like propped herself up on the computer chair and like pulled down her kit and just like pissed all over this chair, <laughs> just like Sierra. very much peed on the chair. Oh, and like Adrian dear. woke up and was like, you know, are are you peeing on the chair? And at that point, this up. girl like came to, and she was like, mm-hmm. "No," but that's that's hard to deny that's when you're so covered funny. in pee and whatever. And so, like the whole thing is like she took off the like the chair had like a pillow covering, yeah. and she like washed it in her like kitchen oh. sink. And then in like the most baller move that I still don't understand, she like just came back to bed and like took off her clothes and like cuddled up to me, <laughs> which is like 
That's really endearing, right? <laughs> Matt uh, talks in his sleep sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's not just talk. Matt, <laughs> I call it, he sleep sexes me. Right. Have I told you this before? I have a, I have a friend who does that as well. <laughs> so in the middle, of, if you haven't experienced, right. in the middle of the night, Matt starts by usually, he usually says something weird. Which, mm. which right away, I know that he's asleep. Because yeah. it's very odd. Flannel cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flannel cactus. But, but I used to not know he was asleep. Um, I don't know if the gibberish started later on, but mm-hmm. I used to not know he was asleep for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started realizing that he was asleep. And then now he actually says something weird. <laughs> Flannel cactus. I don't know why And, that the, and that, then he just yeah. kind of gets on top and, and starts getting down. Or he, tr- he tries to make out with me like right. a lot. <laughs> so, and now that cool? I are you cool with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I'm cool with it. But now that I know he's asleep, I I'm like, okay, shh, sh- sh- go mm. back to sleep. Like I kind of like I'll, I'll like the other day I like turned around like like on my side the other way, and he just continued to make out like with my back. <laughs> There you go. Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and then stops. And then, oh, he's so, so funny. The reason I stopped telling that story on yes, stage sir. is because later, after I had told it, um, a friend came up to me and was like, was that name of girl that will remain nameless uh, here? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, and she's like, oh. So what had happened is, like, she thought I was going to tell everybody about that story because we went to school together. She didn't come to school for three weeks. That leads to her dropping out of university and having to move across country uh, back in with her parents. And, like, she's like, so when, when this story had been explained from her perspective, she's like... My time with that dude was rock bottom. Oh, yeah, so which is sensitive. like beautiful, right? Well, it was uh, in one way. I was like, I I knew this girl for two days, right? right? And I'm her rock bottom, which is <laughs> just awesome. I wonder who else has said that about me, right? Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Christ, but like, uh, yeah. So, so like, the beginning did of- this whole thing on stage, and it went okay. Like it went all right. I was like, it, it's very stupid and kind of ambitious to do like an hour-long show when I had done nothing of that sort before. Oh, wow. Um, but people seemed to dig it, and then I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe if, like, my friends kind of did this, too, um, we, we could continue to... There. Yeah, something there, something to kind of continue on with audiences, and and so, yeah, we just started that, I guess, five years ago now, and now I do these storytelling nights. And you were saying, at the beginning, they all used to be kind of relationship-y Yeah, it was, it was under the banner of Love versus Smut. Uh, press Gang Storytelling was, like, the the production company for lack of a better word yeah. and then love versus smut was the first five themes so it was everybody's like worst and best relationship stories and it got to the point where the bar just got set so high yeah for like uh it's like if you need you had to have these crazy stories you had to have crazy these wild stories. ass stories yeah it was like the the least weird thing that happened in the last one we did was like um it was my story actually where I got like donned with war paint after period sex oh yeah yeah <laughs> with um, the period blood the period blood yeah it was put on like I was wearing um, on your cheeks on my on cheeks your, on, on my nose. cheeks on my nose yeah and then uh in my mouth <laughs> when I was trying to protest the girl just kind of stuck the finger like, in my mouth doop. yeah doop doop indeed which, so now the show encompasses just you, you we have just a different a theme, different every theme month. each time, yeah. Okay. And we haven't gone back to relationships in a while, just because I've. Uh, I Did you like, exhaust it a bit? I feel like we exhausted it a bit, but I also just felt kind of like it's one of those things where, whenever I'm talking about somebody on stage, I want to make the distinction that I'm not making fun of them. Yeah, and I'm not, uh, and I think there's enough stand up and there's enough stuff, especially towards girls and women. Yeah, um, it can seem a little when a straight man is talking about a yeah. woman in a unbecoming. Well, if the joke during an unbecoming, yeah, if the joke is like oh, she's a crazy person or like you know she's a bitch, like it's like really, dude. I was like, that's what's going to be funny to you. Yeah, and yeah, we've all had like I've had books thrown at me from an eighth story window. There's been like stuff that's happened where it was like we could. We could go down that road, but, like, it's not fair, I think, to put that person kind of on display when they don't have the opportunity. And it's not shared to show... Yeah, when they don't have the opportunity to defend themselves. But yeah. Al- but also just showing that very focused incident. Um, yeah, because I... I think that, that like, maybe they do. I've gone crazy, you know, oh, for ten seconds. Man, like, but I'm was, not crazy yeah, in my life. I I might so. be crazy, but it was just like, <laughs> but I I wouldn't want. If someone went up and talked about like the most negative things that I've done in my life, especially to other people in their yeah. relationships, yeah, 
I wouldn't feel great about it. So, yeah. like, there's stuff that's been, like, um, you know, that's happened to me or, uh, you know, um, this happened to me with other people, but I always try to use the framework of, like, this is my perspective about it. And if yeah. there's any joke about it, it was just turns on to, like, what what's funny about it about me or what mistake yeah. I made. And so I think a lot of the time what was happening is, like, people... Like, people wouldn't understand that in the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and nor you know, like, maybe they don't know, maybe they don't, whatever. But I just don't think it's fair to be like, that person's shitty, fuck them. And I'm kind of more okay when it's, like, a lady doing that about a dude. But I find that a lot of times in stand-up, it's just, like, women be crazy. Well, yeah. Women be bitches. There's and a it's lot of like, misogyny. Yeah. For sure. And, like, who who needs more of that, right? Yeah. So it's just I kind of shot away from the relationship thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um Though I still told stories about relationships on stage a lot. Yeah, the lately. one. So the one you told at bedpost, right, was a uh, a butt dial while the girlfriend was was actively cheating on you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that's a very nice way to put that. And again, like it's one of those things where it's like I tried to frame the whole story that was like that was a kind of crazy thing to have happened in that, general. Yeah. But like I don't really know that girl anymore, and I don't want to be like you know. Uh, you do weird things when you're like in your early twenties yeah. and, and like you, hopefully people can kind of, um, evolve past those things or I don't want to be judged by the same sort of stuff that I did when I was when you younger. Were that, age, yeah. that being said, yeah. no love loss there. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be like, yeah, no, she's great. That was, yeah. yeah, I don't really have very many positive things to say, yeah. but so I just say them on stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like, again, like, that's a great example of those things where I was just like, I felt Mm -hmm. like when talking about that on stage, and eventually I knew I was going to have to do it on stage, Mm because it was this kind of, felt like a turning point for me in some ways. Yeah, do you find it therapeutic? A little bit. Working Um, through old stuff? I think it's like, one of the reasons why I like telling stories is because it's like, you get ownership over... The experience. Yeah. It's like, um, it it was like, by framing it in that way, it kind of, um... Take the power back. You take the power back, you take whatever else, but it also just means that, like, it, that is by far my funniest story. Like, I've done that on stage a bunch of times. The butt dial one? Yeah, the butt dial one. Yeah, it's just like, um. It's good. It's really good. There's, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm really proud of it, you know? And so it's nice to be able to take something that was, like, you know, kind of. Yeah, like, but also, like, re, like, reconfigured how I think about relationships totally. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, like, I had been you know, head over heels in love with this girl. And I was just thought that she was like, even though our relationship was, was pretty shit for a while. I was like, you know, um, she was this beautiful girl who was, it was really fun to be around. Um, and like had a kind of like magnetic energy about her. Mm-hmm. Like people would get drawn in people, would whatever else, you know, Venus flytrap metaphor really easily. Cause that would crawl down in your head as soon as that happens. But like, um, you know, I was like, I just, I, I honestly thought that, like, that was going to be it for me. I was, like, I found this tattoo girl who was such a spark. And I'm, like, cool. If this is it, great. I'm good And that. that's super naive, I think, at some points, too. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I think about, like, I haven't had something that's kind of, like, floored me in the same way since then. Mm-hmm. And Just because sure you, you wouldn't let it? You don't let it? I don't anymore, know. Or... But I was also, but, like, what does that mean for monogamy? What does that mean for whatever else? Because it was just, like, yeah, I, I don't... It, it kind of changed everything that I thought about relationships. Um, and so to have something uh, that was so kind of like pivotal in my life, but kind of negative as well, and to mm-hmm. be able to be like, this is the funniest thing I do on stage now, um, yeah. is great. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So monogamy. We're going there. All right. <laughs> you brought it up. I did bring it up. <laughs> what are your views on monogamy right now? I don't know. I, I, I think that like currently I've been like dating um, casually dating, casually dating. Mm-hmm. um and i think there's a difference between sort of like when I'm, when i've said that to to people that i've been involved with or to other people i don't mean to say that it's like frivolous you know what i mean it's not just kind of like i'm gonna stick oh, my... I, I know that's not what you mean because i know you are a romantic yeah and you love to i feel yeah. like you love to love yeah more so for my own i like ideas of love better than i'm actually in good action at, yeah um, it's like I'll, I'll it's hard sometimes because I'll, I'll put people on a pedestal or I'll 
make ideas about them in my head that might not have anything to do with their personality. But, right. But yeah, I think that like when you're kind of like, I'm not really looking for a monogamous relationship at the moment, people kind of assume that you're just trying to go around... Um, Screwing as many people as possible. Yeah, just that it's like one of these things where it's just like, I don't even care about this girl, I'm just gonna whatever, and then I'm gonna go brag about it to people. And that's not... That's not what casual dating... It's not my style. Should, not your style, and it's... Like, ideally, that's not what it should be about. <laughs> well, I think it was just, like, if you can have a conversation, like, an adult with a person where I was just, like, listen, I was, like, just because I might want to be able to go and sleep with a bunch of different people doesn't mean I don't want to go have dinner with you. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't mean I don't want to pick your brain. Doesn't mean I don't want to go see a cool concert or play or, mm-hmm. you know, art opening or, or what have you. But mm-hmm. it also means that like, I'm kind of, like, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, I want to be able to to explore different options and make sure I'm not regretting anything later and, putting all and, your eggs in one basket type thing yeah i think yeah. so um and i think the best kind of relationships that i've had with people over the past couple of years have been where we're both sort of in that boat right mm-hmm. where it's like we understand that this is um we enjoy each other's company a lot and mm-hmm. we're being together because it's fun and we like each other mm-hmm. uh and we have a blast when we go out and we can explore sexual sides with that we can explore whatever else but um now are ha- you See, so you're experimenting on the sexual side. Mm-hmm. Are you open to the emotional side of it developing into something? I don't know. Other than uh, casual? Yes and no. I don't like getting close to people very much um, emotionally. Mm. Why's that? We get sad about everything. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know. I think it's like there's um, for a long time I had like a guilt associated with like sex, and I had yeah. a guilt associated with like relationships and I think all a lot of, that of people stuff. yeah especially sex a lot of people have a lot of guilt and shame around yeah but it was just like any depending sort of, on your your upbringing yeah um so that good old like christianity thing that happens to people um are you were you brought up apparently that? Yeah. yeah it was weird i don't think it was very much imposed by my parents but i took it under my wing um mm-hmm. like we went to church as like a kid and then i did the youth group thing for a while and okay. i think that fucked with my head a lot why what types of things like Stuck with you? Um, well, it was just kind of like the way that I had always kind of expressed myself. People joke that I'm like a dark person uh-huh. <laughs> or like a very like moody and brooding or whatever else. So whether it be like, you know, uh, strange haircuts or, or black clothing or, or eyeliner at different points in my life. Right. Um, you know, like those types of ways that I express myself and, and you know, throwing myself into kind of art and literature in those ways. When you're at a Christian youth group, like, I mean, I was already kind of black sheepy mm-hmm. in everyday point. life. And so, like, I think I got drawn in looking for a sense of community and looking for something that was a little bit bigger than myself. Yeah, um, I feel like that's a lot of the motives to get involved in religious... Yeah. Um, and, you know, this isn't meant as, like, a big atheist rant or, like, shitting on those things as well. But it was just, like, at the time, I was like, so I got in this thing, and they're like, you should come hang out, and you should save your soul and whatnot. And then I got there, and I was told that, like... So much of how I expressed myself or how I felt was like the antithesis of what you should be doing as a good Christian. Mm. So, like what specifically? Uh, the bands I liked, um, right. because every good band is into Satan um, <laughs> in one way or another. My brother was into de- both death metal and black metal. Yeah, when he was yeah around maybe sixteen. Yeah, I was just like you know when you're listening to a band called Leftover Crack that has an upside down cross and a pentagram on the thing and yeah. it's saying Cannibal that. Corpse was my brother had this Cannibal Corpse shirt of this of this. Uh, <laughs> of this uh, two corpses, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, of somebody, like a woman, just their corpse with her legs open, and somebody else, like between her legs, like mm-hmm. giving her cunnilingus. But they're Sounds both dead. Right. But they're both dead. Well, and that it's was nice that he's still going down on her, you know? Like, <laughs> After all these yeah. years. I was like, if that person can do it while she's dead, why am I, am I right? And um, that's funny. My mom was fine with him buying that shirt mm-hmm. and wearing it. I don't think she let him wear it to school because yeah. we, we went to a Catholic school. Also, we had uniforms, but my brother would want to wear the most extreme shirts yeah. on the civvies days. Yeah. Like, because once a month or something, you'd yeah. wear your regular clothes to school. But, like, you're trying out all these different identities as a kid and trying to yeah. oh, figure I out had, what sticks, You, you right? know what? I had, a, I had a good phase where I was where I was wearing a black trench, and the guy I was into at the time got me this necklace with a bat on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I still kind of feel like that's my aesthetic, more or less. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's more adult. I was like, if you're doing, like... 
you know, what if Robert Smith was styled by GQ? <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's what I'm trying for the entire time. But like, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where it's just like, so here are these things that I feel very passionately about, and the, and the music kind of gave me a refuge for things. And I'm starting to like get weird boners and jerk off all the time yeah. and whatever else. And I'm being told that these feelings and like all of these things are like bad. Did you they talk I mean? about sex? They did. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, you're not supposed to masturbate. They did, eh? Yeah. So what did they say? Masturbation? Masturbation, what bad. Else? What else? Uh, Just like premarital oral sex? Oral sex is, is sex. You can do that. Um, wow. Sex, obviously, a no-go. Uh, and how, like, old, how old were you? 14. If they're telling you 13, that 14. 14. So. And so it's just, it's just like one of those things where I'm like, you know, Hormones to the point where I was just like ready to what explode. Do you, what do you do? You know, it's just do? like everything gives you an erection at that point in your life. Yeah. Like it was just like so. And so there's no like... way to relieve that. There's no way, and it was just like, and also it also gave this kind of thing that like uh, a girl is a pretty flower that you should just kind of like admire <sighs> from afar and like whatever else. And so these feelings I'd have towards these people, like I wouldn't learn how to interact with girls. No, um, which is strange because it's like I've never. You know, not to be arrogant about it, but I never really had too much of a problem with that. Like, I've, I've mm-hmm. been okay at flirting. You're a good-looking guy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes, maybe. Uh, but, like, um, yeah, like, it. I've always had girls around it in one capacity or another. And I'm, I don't know, there was a joke I've been doing lately where it was just like, I have no idea how this happens. I just sort of trip and stumble and fall into a vagina from time to time. <laughs> um, and it's like, great, this is amazing. But, like, I don't know. I didn't do anything to earn it. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, uh, so there's all these different things and like, mm-hmm. um. So would you like go home, you'd masturbate clearly. Oh, pff, all the time. And then just feel terrible? Just feel terrible about yeah. it. So that kind of release. And then there's also, we don't need to go down other roads with that, but like there's some, I have become involved with when I was like 13 with a girl who was much, much older than me. Really? And that kind of threw me off for a little while too. So like my first sort of experiences and we didn't have sex, but like, um. Oral sex, stuff like that. We or not of, even. Well, not even, really. Some, yeah. some heavy petting. rubbing and whatever else. Yeah. And, like, you know, I got off on it or whatever. Um, and then feel terrible after. Yeah. And also kind of one of these things where I was like, I'm not sure. I don't know if I was ready for that. You right. Know? Yeah, um, I, I got an early start, too. And I was not mentally, emotionally ready. Yeah. Because I was just like... I don't know, it felt good. But then it was just like, it just... I kind of think about, like, if I was that person's age and... You know, and only like three, four years difference, but it's but like when you're 13, time, right? It was like, um, you know, when I'm... They're done high school, pretty much. Yeah, you know, getting close, just, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I kind of, I've usually dated older. Yeah. And then I've... As have I. I felt judgy about that later when I get to those people's ages, which I guess is kind of strange. Because yeah. I was like, what I So date? them as a 17-year-old, Yeah. Like, what were they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hot 13-year-old. Like, I'm there with you. Kind of, it's a little odd. But. Yeah, and it's just like, again, like people do different things. People do whatever else. But there was just all of these different feelings that had come up. Um, and I think what that did for me for a long time was just like, um, you know, when I would get into a relationship later in life, when I started to do that, I would kind of throw myself into this where it's just like, this has to be the one or this has to be like this head over heels thing where like, um, you know, so stuck on like the romance things. Yeah, but also well, for like me, for me at that age, I just wanted to be loved so badly, yeah. so so badly. I wanted to be accepted and loved, and yeah, I I do anything to I throw myself in a relationship. Yeah, same thing, just full tilt because I just wanted love so badly, even with like a total asshole. Yeah, um, but like in an overbearing way that didn't really have very much to do with that person. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Um, Especially, actually, that that um, idea bled into my early adulthood for sure. Like early twenties. Yeah, I had to hold unrealistic expectations of people. Do you feel like you still have that a little bit? But I'm like. Oh boy, between now and like 10 years ago, I have relaxed so, 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 so much. Yeah. Not only in my love life, but just in general. In yeah. Life. I just used to try so hard and want everything so perfect and really need everything mm. in my control, in my immediate control. And and I think like to get back to sort of the question, like, like that goes back to the monogamy thing and that goes back to right. the wanting to be close to people thing too, right. where... Previously, when I had those expectations in my love life, they had 
fucked me up. Yeah. They had hurt my feelings. They had, um, you know, messed up my relationships I had with people, you know, who, whatever, that I cared oh, I, about. I'm sure that attitude that I carried, oh, that that repelled many yeah. a man and woman. But it's, also, uh, it's a weird pressure on those people, too, right? Where it yes. was just like, cause, Oh, for sure. Because um, I'm like... It's an unfair pressure that totally you're putting on unfair pressure. that corner. Yeah. And so I think, like, the, the not wanting to be close to people or the not wanting to, you know, get as, like, vulnerable... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of stems from that because it was like, you know, a fear of being hurt, blah, 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 blah. But also kind of like knowing where I am in my life right now that I don't want to, um, you know, put myself in that position because it's mm-hmm. tiring and it's needy and it's whatever else. When I'm like, I just want to go write things and jump off the stages at concerts and, you know, um, try my best to, to, to be the best at the, the type of work that I do at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I have like the mental capacity to, to really give my all on that and then also be a good partner for somebody at the moment too. Yeah. Which doesn't mean and that... And that's I, a very mature way of looking at it. Yeah. Like, for sure. That, you know, again, that doesn't mean that I don't want to go have, like, let's go find a, an amazing little wine bar and, and, and talk about our feelings and then whatever else happens from there. But, like, it's, yeah. it's like, it's a... Uh, I just don't want somebody to have to rely on me in that way. Right. And I think I've hurt people's feelings lately with that, too. But I've been trying to be honest, so... Yeah, well, a lot of hetero relationships, you know, it's hard to be honest right away. Mm -hmm. Because if, you know, you're upfront about not wanting to make a big emotional commitment Mm -hmm. and what else. And that can also drive people away, potentially. Um, And it's hard to stay honest when you want to have sex with the person or you want to... Yeah, you want you want to like the person, want to get yeah, to know and them. Yeah, and I was just it's like... Uh, hard to say something honest that might make them go away. Yeah, there's that. And I was like, it's never nice, you know, feeling like you've rejected somebody or feeling like no, whatever yeah. else. And I think that there's like even recent circumstances with me, like there's there's times when I'm like, oh man, I don't think I was as clear with that person as I should have been. Sure. And now I feel a little strange about it, yeah. you know, where I was just like, it would have been better just to be like, I'm going to be an adult about this and just yep. be like this is where I'm at you know before anybody sort of uh, messes up their emotions but like it's a trade-off because it was like it's not like I'm I don't know I was like I think in still some ways I'm looking for that thing where I was just like have you had that butterfly feeling for somebody in a while do you feel that about Matt oh I fuck feel... that's not a fair question to ask on <laughs> <laughs> no I'm Matt and I are so so stupidly in love really mm-hmm. <laughs> like there just every day I just want to squeeze them and just, I just, every day I think we feel like you have a moment where you just want to cry. You're just so excited still. So uh, for it, the sake of the microphone, I'd like to point out that Erin is glowing at the moment. <laughs> she is completely glowing. What loveliness. Oh, yeah. Um, we're just, yeah. It's great, great. But it's like, you know, I was like, there's, I think so much of, you know what I look for in, in all of life isn't like those good moments. I'm not looking for like good. I look for like transcendence. You know, right. I look for something that's gonna like hit me over the head and feel like a, a, a baseball bat of, of lovely feelings. Sure. You know uh, that. But do you real understand, or have you come to understand that that is kind of an unrealistic? Or... It's a hundred percent unrealistic yeah. expectation. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem is, it happens from yeah. time to time. It does. You, get, you hit it every once in a while. Which validates that, that that's there and I can have right. it. Right. <laughs> so why can't I just have that all the time? Yeah. Um, no, because... Yeah. Uh, but, like, there was a there was a friend of mine who, um, you know, uh, had been through a couple of programs. And he's like, dude, you have a junkie mentality about life. Um, it was like it might not necessarily be a, a drug thing for you, but you're looking for those highs. Yeah. And chasing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there was a part of me that was kind of like amused with myself I'm like what a devil may care attitude I was just like who look at that of course of it I do you know because I've idolized you know writers and 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 comedians who would kind of live that way for such a long time but like mm-hmm. it can be exhausting from time to time so it's like it's a combat of feeling that I'm having in the moment where it's like those two things play at each other all the time where I'm trying to be realistic about my expectations of life and mm-hmm. then like you know, maybe getting a, a solid copywriting job and being able to do, uh, you know, my, my articles on the side or my performances on the side would be good. Or maybe I'll be on Conan. I'll be a rock star. Years, you know? I was just like... <laughs> um, Still holding out. A little part of you is holding out. Well, I like I recently wrote an article for Vice uh, that was totally about that. And kind of the play that I wrote for Fringe last year was about that too. But yeah. like, 
the fucking problem is with being a music journalist is I'm surrounded or know people who do that. Yes, um, constantly. Yeah, like, uh, and there's... Who are there's, there. Yeah, and there's some friendships that I've developed over the years with people who are like, you know, still in certain circles, but if you can sell out uh, a 20,000-seat venue, you're fucking famous. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry you are. Yeah, I was just like, and I don't begrudge you of it, but that doesn't mean that I'm not horribly jealous in mm-hmm. some ways, too. So... Again, it was like it's one of those things where it was just try, trying to have real expectations for who you are as a person and who the, are these things that come up. But then also it's like being around talented and uh, interesting individuals <laughs> who have hit it, you yeah. know. Um, and so it's fun that way uh, to, to try to combat those things and to try to like figure it out. Okay, we're going to take the quickest break, and we'll be back. I want to talk about sex All right. with Graham. Do we have a sponsor? We do, and we're going to hear from them That's amazing. on the break. All right, good. <laughs> well, folks, I'm recording this on a Friday, which means that two exciting things are happening for me. Number one is that I get to release an all-new episode of the Bedpost podcast. But secondly, today is the day that I head down to the Social Capital Theatre to check out Friday Sketch Live, the comedy show in which a totally hilarious cast write an entirely new sketch show every single week. It starts at 10 o'clock every Friday, but I have to tell you that's not the only show happening at the Social Capital, and it's not even the only show happening at the Social Capital tonight. No matter what day of the week you're listening to this podcast, there is a live show being staged this evening. Find out which one you're going to go see at SoCap.ca or Facebook.com slash The SoCap. Okay, and we're back with Graham Isidore. Hi. 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 Sex. (laughs) So sex. Sex. You just told me a funny story on the break about... um, you and a you and a stripper that you met off of Craigslist. Yes, <laughs> I only tell funny things off microphone. Yeah, that's my mo. It's like, oh, microphone's off. I should be humorous. Um, Have yeah. you ever hired a prostitute? No, no. But I thought about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that weird? Not at all. Um, no, I'm curious about it. I almost hired a prostitute for for Matt and I at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. We were. Um, I feel like more acceptable. A little more acceptable. Well, I don't know. Like, I'm sex positive. I'm right. Um, I know a couple sex workers who have good experiences with being sex workers. And I think that there's like there's that element to it where I was like, oh yeah, you know, this should be a positive thing for everybody and, and whatever else. But then there's also like, I instantly fall into like the the stereotypical. Um, well, it's probably an Eastern European lady who doesn't want to do it anyways. Um, yeah, I just yeah. Oh, I just watched a documentary um, called Hot Girls Wanted. Yeah, have you seen that? Uh, I haven't, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it's well done. It's the one that's kind of produced by Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. It's a good, well done documentary. It's about um, cam girls or something? No, it's actually about porn. It's about porn, and it's about a very specific pool of women. So it doesn't show a very broad view of sex work. Right. Um, it shows a pretty negative view of sex work. So. You know, it's a biased documentary for sure, yeah. but it shows women that are very young and kind of answer a Craigslist ad, like mm-hmm. you were saying about this, you're just saying about Craigslist, and the motives are to kind of get out of their small town, to get away from their kind of oppressive right. families, and they're very naive and don't know anything about the business and fly out to wherever and right. don't have anyone looking out for right. them and obviously get taken advantage of. I just of. want to throw out for the for the thing, too, where it's like the, the Craigslist story in, in a short form is that Sorry. I, I answered um, a personal ad because I had been... For a date. For a date. Yeah. I have been broken up with by my long-term girlfriend who had left me for her yoga instructor. <laughs> Who is a white guy with dreadlocks. And said namaste in casual conversation. And said namaste in casual conversation. <laughs> I mean, like, I was not a happy person at that point, And, like, it totally makes sense why she would leave me for, like, for a, a, a... a super zen. A, a very zen guru guy. Because I was just, like, you know, I'll roll my eyes and curse at anything. But, like, <laughs> yeah, so I answered this personal ad. And uh, the girl was very pretty and, and very nice. And she was studying at York and, and, and like, had a Gucci bag that, like... A Gucci bag, a Gucci like bag. a fucking Gucci That's bag, like yeah, um, like this is more than my rent. A Gucci bag, Gucci mm-hmm. bag. Um, Morning, gonna bell. Keep, I'm, I'm gonna keep saying Gucci bag. The rest bag. of this will just be Gucci bag. For the rest. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so red flag, red flag, red flag. Well, not even red flag, just more like... Oh, for hmm. me, with you telling the story, I was like, Craigslist? I had just turned 20. <laughs> okay. I had just turned 20. Okay. So this is like even so, before like, okay, keep it or whatever. I don't think those okay. things exist in the same way. Yeah. And stigma around Aaron dating. Yeah. Unwarranted, but like, anyways, <laughs> uh, so red flag for Aaron because she's in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the future. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh but past me did not know that yeah. um and so she's like uh you know bt dubs in the middle of the date uh, i'm a stripper and i'm like oh interesting stripper girlfriend could totally fit my like rock and roll uh double my care aesthetic um it's <laughs> so, like that certainly fits with how i think of myself sure and then yeah uh one thing had led to another we ended up at her apartment she's like i usually get paid about uh three grand for a half hour of this stuff which good for her it's good on her yeah <laughs> wow. That's, but you got out of there. But I was just kind of like, I can't handle this. <laughs> I'm 20. Not at all. I I'm 20. <laughs> uh, by the way, my heart's broken. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. Peace out. Bye. Um, yeah, it was just like I could not handle that at all. Um, uh. So there's like, there was oh, so many things going on in my head at that point where I'm just like, I'm sad. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to have sex with this beautiful stripper prostitute, prostitute. Uh, who seems very nice and, and is beautiful. Instead, I'm going to go home and be sad. Because <laughs> so why not? Because why not? That's what I'm yeah. going to do anyway. Um, what? So what was the time that you considered actually hiring a prostitute? Um, well, it was just a, I had been going through a, a sort of major dry spell. Um, yeah. And... Uh, it was also just one of those things where it was like, I think it's so stupid that so much of my life is trying to live up for like a persona that I've created for myself. But I'm kind of like, uh, I was like, well, what if I was like William Burroughs? And like, like, what if I got like a, I was like, I'm not having a very good time. So I can be sad and I can drink a quart of whiskey and I can hire a prostitute and then she'll make me feel better, but she won't really love me, you know? And this all plays into this, this stupid little, uh, you know, snake eating its own tail sort of thing that I had created for myself. Right. So depression. depression. So depression. Yeah. Um, so not like a, again, like it's weird. Like every time I think about sex, it ends up pretty heavy. Um, even when I try to be casual about it, I, uh -huh. there's, there's a weight to it. Um, and so like, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I sort of, I was needy. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I wanted to feel sort of wanted and maybe I could have this positive experience, but I mean, I couldn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Matt and I, for for a while, we were interested in the idea of having a threesome, but mm. nothing in the real world ha had panned out. Right. And we were both pretty eager to. Yeah. And it was my idea for Christmas. So I was like, why not? Why not? Just, How festive. Yeah. I <laughs> a prostitute that specializes with yeah. couples. Yeah. Um, in threesomes. And um, and then I thought that that might be something he might want to have knowledge about before I did it. Right. <laughs> so I told him about it, and I'm like, I thought it'd be fun. Even the process of like finding someone together right. might be fun and stuff like that. And he was like, Oh no, no, I think we'll we'll hold out. Let's hold yeah. out. Yeah, it's kind of sexy though. Like I like, gotta be um, sexy and fun. I'm, I don't know. For me, I'm just interested in new experiences and stuff like totally. that too. I've and never then, done anything. And like And I that. think it's also like. Um, because of, like, whatever guilt or, or relationships I had been in previous in life, I was just, like, I think, you know, in, in the past, like, couple of years, I had slept with, like, more people in the past two years than I had in the rest of my life combined. Um, right. Because I was just kind of, like, I need to kind of lose some of my hang-ups about this. And if everybody's right. happy and fun about it, then let's do it. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's, like... If we're all consenting adults? Yeah. And, like, why Fucking not? as community building. Fucking as community building. <laughs> what better community to right? build with that? One that all fucks. But, like... <laughs> but, yeah, it's just kind of, like, trying to... I was just, like, why not try to have new experiences? And, yeah. and also, like, you fucking learn things from fucking people. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, you know, it's so neat to it be It could have been to... a very interesting experience. Yeah. yeah. I was just, like, I think I read too much romantic literature as a kid to, like, <laughs> I kind of shaped my influences on those things, too. But it was, like, um, yeah, it was just, like, being able to, to have fun and, and to... There's something about it, like, being able to see kind of the behind-closed-doors thing that I like about the yeah. thing, too. Like, when you're, you know, the way a person looks when they come, or, like, you know, when, 
you know, it's just like that, the difference between like how you imagine a person naked to how they, they look like that. And like, it's yeah. great. Yeah. It's like, it's, why not? You know? Yeah. Why not explore the mysteries mm-hmm. of sex and life? Yeah. And so I think like, again, like the, the, if it was a positive experience for both of us and this person is a sex positive, not being a split thing, I think the prostitution thing, cool, rock and roll. Yeah. But there's, um, but there's, there's like a, a large dark part side of the, to that. That's oh yeah, a there's a like large part of the industry too. that is. And not I also like think that. it was one of those things where I was just like, I didn't think I could attract a person enough to, um, you know, spend some time with me at that point. Right. Which is ridiculous. Which uh, is silly. People will fuck you if you're nice to them. Yeah. And, and can hold a conversation and you don't look like garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you shower and yeah. and yeah. you're. Oh my god, the, yeah, the bar nice, is set um, so low for guys. It's just like I am considered fashionable because I put a blazer on. <laughs> Over my t-shirt. What the fuck? That's ridiculous. Yeah. People are like, oh, wow, effort. <laughs> you look really good. You're a good dresser. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I just put a blazer on. I have on. one blazer. Yeah, I have I have I four work. blazers that look the same. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like Charlie Brown. It's all different t-shirts, but like, yeah. you know, it's still the same stripe. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, again, like, fucking dude should step it up. I was just like yeah, having conversations right? with like you know people would be like this was a great day this is whatever else I'm like why because we went to a restaurant and I didn't like try to show you my dick midway through yeah, like like yeah. it shouldn't I wasn't a total misogynist or uh, asshole like, like it's just it's why guys yeah I hear like goddamn horror stories from from women yeah yeah I was just like this should not be the, the, the benchmark for a good date yeah I was just like we went and saw some good music and we had dinner I was like that was a killer date see that's a great date yeah why <laughs> because <laughs> are people that bad at it yeah I feel like yeah but that's I mean the- I, I I don't know if I can totally speak from uh, experience because I don't actually casual date right. a lot I'm kind of a serial monogamous right so the number of dates I've been on in my life are like few right. and far between, but like, and it's not even even, a, even for a date with Matt one night. That's a great date. Yeah. Like the Matt, like well, if we went and saw a band. It's and, not even like a tooting on a horn thing, but it was just like, but that's what I like to do. It was like let's have some amazing food and then and go see something some cool, live music, yeah. But like, yeah, people. People are bad at dates. <laughs> people are bad at dates. Okay. You should get better at dates. Take people to live music and a good dinner and they'll probably have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> if they're both GTF, yeah. that's yeah. going fi- to finish the deal. Yeah, not that that's all there is, but, <laughs> but that's a step. <laughs> I don't know. To me, sex is important. It's super important. Like, yeah. That's one of my one of my top four. Like, It's a top four thing for you? That's interesting. Why is it? Yes. A- oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well... I don't know how surprising that is. Like that, no, that I do. I mean, we're we're on a podcast about sex. Yeah, yeah. Run. I'm not like, <laughs> oh my god, surprise! <laughs> like I write erotica. I do mm-hmm. a monthly sex and sexuality. So when did that show. start happening for you? Erotica. Yeah. Erotica is kind of funny. My friend was producing a magazine, and I am a writer. Like, yeah. um, not professionally at that point, but she's a good writer, lady. I'm gentleman. an all right writer. And um, I just did a lot of fiction in the past, and a lot of it was sensual, um, for sure. But he was just trying to think of something exciting for me that I could write for the magazine, and mm. I'm like, I'm up for anything, and we kind of came up with that together. But that might be a fun thing to do, because yeah. sex, as I was saying before, it's an important thing, to, an interesting thing for me. Was that something you were always... Like, sex being an interesting thing, and you're a very sex-positive person, and yeah, open yeah. about that, was that something that, like... Is that newer for you, or has that always been a facet of your personality? I think it's a little new, actually. Yeah. I think it's a little new. Because we have mutual friends, and they were like, that seems a little new. It's a little new, yeah. I've probably been writing erotica professionally for about two years now, mm-hmm. so that's super new. And yeah, I've had a string of kind of sex-negative relationships, right? which stunts you, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah... Possibly with meeting Matt and maybe a couple experiences before Matt. I'm really a big did. Matt fan. Oh yeah, he's great. He's right? great. He's great. He, my Facebook is a bigger Matt fan though. <laughs> oh yeah, Graham's Facebook for some reason has decided that, that Matt, that is, Matt is his best person. friend. Yeah, and just I was do- like Matt and I know each- <laughs> we're cool. Like we'll, we'll like head on and be like, oh, good to see you, man. Yeah, but that's the extent of our relationship <laughs> yeah. right now. But Facebook- and Facebook is like, hey, everything Matt says, and you know what? I haven't turned it off because he's pretty funny. <laughs> He's pretty funny, but I feel a little weird about it. <laughs> it's just like super funny to me. Yeah, he had a killer Kobe Bryant line the other day. I was like, "Good job, man!" That was 
Oh, if you want basketball stats, yeah. I, 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 I don't Sub- know. subscribe I don't know. to Matt's everything. everything. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but, but anyway, having a sex but anyway, partner. Yeah, yeah. Being with Matt has made a huge difference. Um, I think his support in me doing things of a sexual nature, mm. professionally and what whatever else, um, yeah, it's just has gone a long way. And well, I'm that's awesome. Really enjoying it, it's it, also yeah. like... Um, that's pretty badass on his part, too, uh, to mm-hmm. be, like, not a jealous dickhead about that. For sure, yeah. And there's always a conversation there that, you know, if there's anything you don't want me to talk about in mm-hmm. public, like, I for sure won't. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm, I'm doing your storytelling night. You are. Um, in the new year. Fear. Uh, yeah. Topic. Yeah, the topic is fear. But at first, the topic was a smut. Right. Topic, right? Right. So I was thinking of telling a couple stories, and that kind of expressed some interest for me mm-hmm. not to tell them, which mm-hmm. is great. Do you like healthy relationship, open dialogue about these things, honesty with each other? You exactly. Know, everybody's, like, you can, still feeling a little weird is fine, but, like, it's yeah. like everybody knows. Yeah. And even as recent as the other day, mm-hmm. um, he said something, just don't talk about this on air or mm-hmm. otherwise, if that's mm-hmm. okay. And I, and I just came back with... Anything you, any time, right. at any time, you feel, feeling that way about anything that happens that you don't want me to, you know, talk about publicly or whatever, feel right. free to tell me. Just tell me. It's in, do you feel, people often tell me when I'm talking about stories on stage that I'm like, oh, it's so vulnerable for you. But it's a selective vulnerability. I don't feel that way at all because you have control like over it. Yeah. I was just like, even telling something that like supposedly is would be secretive for other people it's like well no i chose to tell it that's not vulnerable no not at all i agree with you like you yeah you can choose to go to a vulnerable place which Mm -hmm. i've seen you do in stories but but yeah but i still feel like it's like it's a presentation mm -hmm. still yeah yeah and even with a lot of my erotica like a lot of my writing is autobiographical in nature and based on you know fantasies i have or Mm -hmm. you know potential i see in a beginning of a situation that actually happened like they're not all real stories at all right um but i think matt still kind of thinks a lot of them are real stories he's like who'd you think of for that who did you have in mind for that story and i'm like no one (laughs) like it was just a fun idea i had and then thought of something that i could see happening right you know in that along those lines do you feel like people you know being a sex positive person yourself I feel like I'm turning into it. Uh, yeah, we it flipped. Sorry. It flipped. But I, I feel like it's totally fine. Now. I have a tendency to do that. Uh, it's um, totally fine. It's <laughs> so like I should. We'll do it inside the actor's studio. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite word? Um, but like, uh, yeah, I was like, do you? We we talked about this before, especially with like female stand-ups on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, how do do you feel like presenting yourself in the sexual nature? Um, how do people react to you, or do they react differently? You know what? I've gotten great reactions in that. Um, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about when somebody just, talks about sex in a public forum, yes. people kind of can take that as an invitation yep. to you be know, a creep. To be a creep, yeah. yeah. But it happens with uh, female comedians yeah. a lot when they have sex jokes and yeah. sex sexual content in their mm-hmm. acts that guys will come up thinking that they want to fuck them because yeah. they just talked about it on stage. I haven't had that yeah. um, specifically. I've had a couple of people contact me like online mm-hmm. um, about stories, but you know, just be safe and I just like polite. And the moment they yeah. do start being a creep, if they're going to go there, you just say, "Okay, good night." I, I am Da-da-da-da. mortified of of being a creep to people. Yeah, I was like, because I was like, I think it's funny. I think I I don't know. I'm a flirty person mm-hmm. in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I can be flirtatious. Or I think of being flirtatious. I'm not sure if other people always register it. Uh-huh. But, like, um, yeah, I was just like, I just don't, you don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. That's yeah. shitty. Yeah, and I think Matt, Matt and I, at one point, we saw somebody perform something with sexual content. Yeah. And he was like, oh, we should ask them to have a yeah. threesome. That was his first thought. And I yeah. was like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is not the thing that we uh-uh. should be doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure, I'm I'm on board with it. But at the time, I was like, no, 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 no. That's like, especially for that person that just performed that thing. <laughs> this is, trust me, this is the worst right. possible timing. Aaron, how do you flirt with people? How do I flirt with people? Yeah. Um, oh, boy. I don't, I don't. Boy, howdy. Oh, boy, howdy. How do I do that? Um, I don't even know. I'm usually in a long-term relationship, so. Right, but you're still, occasionally, you guys are. are yeah, yeah, a little are bit. Are for a third. Yeah, yeah. It's um, a terrible way to put that. 
It's from. Um, <laughs> you're I, you're I hanging out on her bridges and waiting for people who pass over <laughs> top. Truly um, trolling. I don't know specifically how I flirt, but you, you just try to right. express your interest. Right, right. So, yeah, I guess specifically eye contact, a little touching, a little, right, right, you know, right, just right. showing general interest in them, asking them questions. Um, right. Remembering things they've told you in the past. And yeah, just yeah. It, it displaying that you have interest in them. Uh, yeah, that's another great tip for dating that I've found from people that I've dated. Remembering things they said to you. Yeah, listening to things. Going to dinner. <laughs> seeing art. Yeah. <laughs> Try it. How do you flirt, girl? I, I don't know. You don't I, know. I, I tell people. I'm As sure. you said, people aren't picking it up most of the time. So. No. And again, like, I just feel it's weird. It's like I feel like I'm, I'm being flirty. But again, I have no idea why anything I've ever done works. Happens. Yeah. I was just like... Essentially, I'll just eventually come up and be like, oh, we like each other now. Yeah. And I would say his, a, a dumb sentence like that for bad. I'm just like, it's pretty clear we like each other. It's good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, ha, ha. And I'm like, no, no, it's great. No, it's a It's fact. the same way that I like do, uh, <laughs> just like, eventually I figure if I go, I'm very funny. Uh, <laughs> people are like, yeah, that guy must be funny. <laughs> he keeps saying it. This is a factual yeah. statement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you guys know I'm funny. And I'm not sure if it's true, but they're like, you know. I get that impression. And I was just impression. like, we like each other. We should, we should, uh, you know, yeah. let's go have, let's go let's, have dinner. Let's go see a band. Yeah. Go to we dinner. like each other. Yeah. It's good. That's your and flirting. Then, that's my flirting. It's just like a, <laughs> that's horrible. It's terrible, right? <laughs> But it's kind of I'm effective kidding. for it's me. It's kind of charming, though. Uh, is it? <laughs> like, I think it is. It's charming if you like me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> They're already on board. If you don't like me, it doesn't That's work. It's They're like, thing. Uh, yeah, we like each other. No. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> yeah, that opens the avenue yeah, I was of, just like, of saying no. I was just like, oh, I was wrong about that. Turn that, <laughs> whatever. But again, it's just like, I don't really know how those things happen but you flirt with people and eventually whatever else are we supposed to be talking more about sex no not at all okay what we should be doing is wrapping it up actually oh we're at we're time i know right okay graham tell our audience today where we can find you do you have some websites and um twitters and whatnot uh, I'm, I'm currently freelancing for both noisy and uh vice which is great and really new but that's all there so i can be found through there i am at twitter at uh prez gang uh p-r-e-s one S G A N G, where you will you see failed attempts at jokes and uh, <laughs> links to my articles. Graham, I've had a great time talking with you. This has been wonderful. This has been great. Again, I am Aaron Pym. Uh, mm-hmm. To find out more about the Bed Post Date Show, uh, you can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash bedposterotica. I have a personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories at erinserotica.com. And lastly, the uh, Bed Post podcast features original music by Steph Copeland, who can be reached at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. 